With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the DK Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with my friend and co-host, Dale Lolly. It's the Wednesday edition of the show, and that means yesterday Mike Tomlin spoke to the Pittsburgh media. Um, Of course, Dale was right on the case doing his thing. Um, But, Dale, there was a bunch of talk because everyone had questions as far as what's going to happen as far as filling in for Devin Bush and what the other injury situation is like for the Steelers. Yeah, Mike uh, Tomlin confirmed what we what we kind of thought that uh, you know be Robert Spillane and some other guys filling in that hole for uh, Devin Bush. I mean, it's not going to be a one man job if they had uh, you know another Devin Bush sitting on the bench. Uh, they would be well the only team in the league that has a Devin Bush sitting on the bench. Hmm. Uh, so you know it's going to take more than one guy to to do everything that he was capable of doing. That's why he was the tenth overall pick in the draft. So you'll see you know, maybe some Marcus Allen in there or maybe Ulysses Gilbert or even uh, Terrell Edmonds at times. So, you know, they'll, they'll do what they need to do uh, depending on the opponent each week. Um, you know, in terms of the other injuries, uh, we're going to see uh, uh, David DeCastro and Deontay Johnson back at practice today. Uh, they're expected to play this weekend against the Titans. And then uh, we'll see what's going on with uh, Mike Hilton, who's got a shoulder issue, and uh, Derek Wad, who's uh, that hamstring uh, flared up on him again during the game on Sunday against the Browns as well. So, um, you know, all in all, not a, a terrible injury report outside of the Bush news. And perhaps they might even get Stefan Wisniewski back this week. Yeah, that'd be big just for depth along the line. For that, if, uh, if Pouncey goes down, you could throw him in instead of J.C. Haasenauer. Um, and then looking around, uh, David DeCastro coming back would be nice. Um, you know, just, to, just again, to solidify the depth there. With how well... Kevin Dotson has played on the offensive line. It seems like the depth issue, if, if him, Wisniewski, and oh, if, if the Cashman and Wisniewski come back healthy, we were, this was something that we were talking about maybe being a concern for the Steelers after the Giants game when the Cashman was already down and Wisniewski suffered an injury. This could turn into a luxury real quick as far as the Steelers' interior offensive linemen if everyone can get back healthy. Yeah, and I thought the offensive line had really good depth going into the season to begin with. Um, you know, that was not an issue for them in terms of that. I mean, you see a lot of teams around the league are struggling to put, uh, you know, two good offensive linemen on the field together. Uh, the Steelers, uh, you know, have a have eight or nine that they can play and guys who now have experience. So they're in good shape there. They certainly are. Um, Mike Hilton's shoulder injury uh, certainly played in, but we saw Cam Sutton fill in well. Uh, you know, helping out over the middle of the defense. I just wanted to get your perspective as far as where you think, you know, even if Mike Hilton does have to sit out this game against the Titans, um, do you think that the Steelers with having uh, Cam Sutton out there, the secondary should be fine. Uh, We know that they, you know, they might do a little bit more to try and help Robert Spillane because 
you know, he's more of a downhill thumper type of linebacker than he is a cover linebacker. But uh, with, with, if Hilton can't go, do you think this puts the Steelers at any, you know, kind of weird vulnerabilities? Or do you think they're still good to go there? Uh, because, you know, the, the Titans aren't a team that run a lot of uh, three receiver sets or things of that nature, especially on early downs. Obviously, when they get into, you know, third and longs, uh, you know, you'll see some of the – they'll play Adam Humphreys in the slot a little bit and those kind of things. But generally, they want to line up, you know, a lot of times even with a fullback and run the football. So, you're not going to see a lot of uh, the nickel corner in this game anyways. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because the nickel corner is, is such a – uh, just like a patented part of the Steelers defense, especially with Keith Butler, the way that Mike Hilton moves all over the field and then he's blitzing and, and, and bringing heat off the edge. So that'll, that'll be interesting. Um, but, but you're right, Dale. I mean, this, this team could be healthy going into uh, what will be its biggest game of the season so far uh, to five and O teams think that that's only happened what five or six other times in the history of the NFL at two teams undefeated have met this far into the season. Um, and it's the first time the Steelers have, have been in a matchup like this and the first time they've been 5-0 since 1978. Um, so it just – it seems like, like if the Steelers can get healthy for this week, it would be the perfect time to do so. Yeah, it's going to be a tough ball game. And, and uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, the, the, the Titans have some injury issues of their own. Uh, we'll, we'll see uh, who lines up at left tackle for them uh, with Taylor Lewan out for the rest of the year. But uh, – you know, the Steelers are, uh, um, you know, all things considered, uh, you know, they had a replacement for Zach Banner. Chooks of played well. Uh, we'll see what goes on with Devin Bush. But outside of that, they're reasonably healthy. Yeah, and that's the other thing, facing the Titans' offensive line. Now, we were talking all last week about the Browns' offensive line and how they were the number two rushing offense in the league. But everyone knows that Derrick Henry's a bad man for, for, for these guys. And with Taylor Lewan out, do you think that this puts the Titans at a major disadvantage in the offensive line, or do you see this as a group that's deep enough or versatile enough to be able to handle the injury and maybe win some of those battles up against the Steelers' defensive front? No, because they just got two slappies playing tackle for them this year mm-hmm. uh, behind the one. Um, they're just journeymen. Uh, they drafted Isaiah Wilson in the first round. He's missed most of the season with uh, COVID, uh, just came back last week, and, and they don't think he's ready to, to step in and play yet. Uh, maybe he is. We'll see. But either way, uh, they don't have any depth at all at the tackle position, and that's going to show up this week. Very interesting stuff here. We're going to cut to one quick break here. When we come back, power rankings galore were out this week, and the Steelers were way up in them. We'll give our thoughts on that right after this. podcast i'm your host chris carter with my friend and co-host dale lolly now dale this is less about x's nose and, and just more about talking about the people who talk about the steelers nationally and you know you and i have been talking about how the steelers you know and the, the threat that they have to to do well this season uh, but a lot of people were putting them down a lot of people were saying they would be 500 or below or they wouldn't be competing and now it seems after the beatdown that they laid on the Browns, you're seeing more and more people start to give the Steelers 
uh, you know, a little bit more respect in their power rankings and their talk about them. Bleacher Report said the Steelers were the number one team. People are saying that they're now the most complete team in the NFL. Uh, Colin Coward even came out and said, I was wrong about the Steelers. They can rush the passer. But I'm like, they can rush the passer last year. What, what, what were you looking at? Yeah, I mean, I, I've thought all along that they were a complete football team. I went, you know, didn't know that they were maybe the most complete team in the league, but I, I wrote about that on yesterday on the DKPittsburghSports.com that, uh, you know, when you look at their numbers and what they do, uh, you know, with the football outsiders, uh, they're one of only two teams that have uh, – they're in the top ten in, in offense, defense, and special teams, the Saints being the other. Um, you know, a lot of these other teams have warts, and, and that includes a couple of the teams that, uh, you know, everybody thought were super teams, those being the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the Chiefs special teams units, which have typically been a strength for that, for that franchise, are 30th, ranked 30th in the league this year uh, by, uh, by football outsiders. And the Ravens offense, which was the thing that carried them so, so much last year, is 18th. Um, it's been below average, and Lamar Jackson has not played well this season. Um, you know, so I think when you look at the Steelers and what they're doing, what they're what they've uh, the way that their units complement each other, it's, they're a good football team. I said all along, you know, when we came out of training camp, I thought that they had, uh, you know, trimmed the margin between themselves and the the Chiefs and Ravens. Uh, you know, just in training camp, uh, with you know some of the guys who opted out and got hurt for the Chiefs and Ravens. And, you know, I, I, I stand by that. I think that, you know, now they've not only trimmed that margin, um, but they're right there with those two teams. You're absolutely right. Uh, when, I, when I look at, when I look at these, uh, the, like the way that these teams are playing right now, one, you and I talked about before the season, the very real possibility of teams adapting to Lamar Jackson. And he had a great year last year, but it was one that often when young quarterbacks play the way that he did, you can think that NFL teams are going to start to catch up to that style of play. And we're starting to see that. Now, granted, the Ravens still have only lost one game this season, and they're not at all out of anything. But we are seeing kind of the reality that, hey, you can't just do this, you know, run, run, run the same way over and over. And they still didn't really give him any new weapons that have come to fruition for that offense. Mark Andrews is still an up-and-down tight end as far as his roller coaster performances. Uh, Hollywood Brown has not really manifested into a super playmaker for the, for the offense yet. Um, and, and then I, I, again, on the chiefs, now the chiefs are still a very tough team to beat. We saw the way that they were able to run the ball in the bills and not needing Patrick Mahomes to sling the ball everywhere. They still find different ways to beat you, but you're absolutely right. The Steelers, they stuff the run, they play the pass competitively. And then on the offensive side of the ball, they're running the ball. I mean, James Conner, just had what his third hundred yard rushing game of the season and his fourth game with a well, fourth straight game with a touchdown. Um, you know, the, the, the Steelers offense and defense both have multiple ways to win. So when people say they're the most complete team, it does make a lot of sense. Yeah. And uh, you know, there's still a lot of season left. And, and so, you know, power rankings and all those things, they're fun to talk about and, and, you know, you pay attention to them, I guess. Uh, but it's not about who is uh, who's number one in the power rankings right now. It's about who's number one in the power rankings at the end of the season. You're absolutely right. Uh, when it comes to those power rankings at the end of the season, everyone's going to be talking about, you know, as well, who's hot. I mean, and we've seen that with Steelers teams in the past. Back in 2005, after they lost to the Bengals and they dropped to seven and five in the middle of the season, everyone would have counted them out. Um, but then they went on a crazy run and they were the hottest team in the playoffs and they won a Super Bowl that year. 
Um, you know, and you look at how that that's played out several, several times over the years. Heck, the Packers that beat the Steelers went on a similar type of run in the, um, in, you know, to get to Super Bowl 45 and win that one. Um, so there's a, there, there's a lot of things that could still happen through all of this, but the Steelers showing that, that completeness of a team is still a very good sign because there's still things that they need to clean up and that they admit that they're cleaning up um, on both sides of the ball, which I think is very positive. Dale, if there were, if you had to name maybe three other teams, not name the Steelers, of who you see are the most complete teams right now and maybe look, looking forward, who are some of the teams that you would talk about? Well, I think you start with Tampa with that defense, and they've got a, you know, a, a tough, you know, a lot of uh, weapons on that offense. I think the Saints uh, getting Michael Thomas back should be a much more uh, well-rounded football team moving forward as well. That'll help their defense out with they're able to possess the football a little bit more. And then beyond that, I don't know, uh, Chris. I mean, you know, you look at the, the rest of the league, and I, I don't see anybody out there. Potentially, I guess San Francisco could be that team. Um, you know, they, they still have some of the pieces there. They could, you know, string some things together if they can get that offense figured out and get some guys healthy. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see if they could get, get to get some help, get some healthy guys back and put it back together. But it's going to be tough without without Nick Bosa um, lining up for them off the edge. And uh, they got to see if that secondary can come back together and if the offense can figure out something. Um, they do have the potential to get there. I'll be interested to see where they go from there. But, I, 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 but you're right. The, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, with the way that they're playing defense and the, their continuity on offense, they certainly have the makings of being another complete team in the NFL. I still look at the Chiefs as one of those teams that could be that team, play that way. Um, even when the running game isn't able to get started, Patrick Mahomes can more than make up for it. I just um, think defensively they get too many issues. They do have a lot of issues. I do agree with that, especially at, at linebacker. I, I, see them, I see them getting victimized a lot um, by, the right, by the right teams. Um, and, you know, they have Honey Badger to kind of work, work around the field. But um, I do think that there are definitely holes in the defense. Um, but I still feel like there's a – they have enough balance there with how strong their offense can be and some of the playmakers that they have on defense that they can eat by against in, in some tough games. But who knows, maybe we'll see them line up against the Steelers later this year in the playoffs and see, and see just how complete both teams are. That's that, that's that segment for now. Don't go away. I got Don't get me started right after this. Dale, thanks as always for being on the show. We're going to take one more commercial break. When we come back, you find out what got me started. Welcome back to the DK Steelers podcast. I'm Chris Carter, and you're listening to Don't Get Me Started. Don't get me started with those people who were always naming those really bad coaches to always replace Mike Tomlin. This is Don't Get Me Started, the rant segment of the DK Steelers podcast. I'm Chris Carter. So... (laughs) You guys know I am uh, I'm a person who's always stood on the side of keeping Mike Tomlin, of thinking that he's a good coach, of acknowledging his successes, and uh, when the team is failing and you know and and, and they're not doing as well, um, I'm always one to point to like, well, wait a second, let's look at things objectively. You know, I do have my complaints here and there, 
but a lot of things get fabricated. Like, for example, when people say the team's falling apart, and meanwhile the team isn't falling apart, they're just in the middle of like a three-game skit. Um, and a team falling apart, what it really looks like is actually ending up with a losing record. Things going bad and then no one rebounding from it. And when I look, when you look across the league, you can see so many teams falling apart. Whether it's the Browns in past years, whether it's, you know, I'm trying to think of another team that fell apart. You know, the way that the Rams didn't weren't able to finish strong last year, the way that the Falcons have fallen apart now, the way the Texans fell apart. They were they had so much talent on their roster. DeAndre Hopkins, Deshaun Watson, JJ Watt. Um, J- Jadavian Clowney, uh, I think at one point, didn't they have the Honey Badger, I think? You know, they, they had a ton of talent on their roster, and now a lot of it has been chased away, and Bill O'Brien is on the outs. And over the years, I would always hear whenever the people didn't like what was going on with the Steelers, if they finished 8-8 eight eight, or if they lost in the, in, the, in the playoffs... They would be, oh, Mike Tomlin, we could be so much better. The Steelers would be so much better if we just got this guy. And they would name random ex-coach. You know, Bill O'Brien, at one point it was Bill O'Brien. Well, he, you saw how much of a disaster he was for the Texans. And how J.J. Watt, J.J. Watt, if there was a an NFL football player who was going to play Steve Rogers, a.k.a. Captain America in the MCU, it would be J.J. Watt. Not necessarily for um, um, not not necessarily for size wise, but just pers- personality wise. But um, when he t- when he said Bill Bill O'Brien's got to go, that's some crazy stuff. That means you don't cross the line. JJ Watt's the the ultimate team dude, and he said Bill O'Brien got to go. But you know who else was on that list? Mike McCarthy. Yeah, Mike McCarthy. Now, a lot of what a lot of people point to is, well, he did beat Mike Tomlin in the Super Bowl. Yeah, because Mike Tomlin totally told uh, Rashard Mendenhall to go out and fumble the ball and told Ben Roethlisberger to throw a pick six. And uh, Mike McCarthy was totally like, yeah, I'm, I'm smarter than you because I have Aaron Rodgers and he's a better quarterback than uh, than Ben Roethlisberger. Right. That's 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 what that was about. Um, and it'd be different if Mike McCarthy, like Bill Belichick, had a extremely good record over Mike Tomlin, but he doesn't. I, I don't think the Packers have beaten the Steelers in the regular season since Mike Tomlin's been a head coach. I may be wrong there, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. And it would show up, it'd be different if, if uh, you know, if it was a little more even there. Uh, and again, I'm not saying that that wipes out the Super Bowl loss, I'm, but I'm saying that it's not like Mike McCarthy's head over heels is some better better coach than Mike Tomlin. And he wasn't. And that's why he got fired from the Green Bay Packers, especially with how much they were falling apart with a franchise quarterback. Because I oftentimes I hear, well, the only reason Mike Tomlin doesn't have a losing season because he has a franchise quarterback. Well, Drew Brees is a better quarterback in his career than Ben Roethlisberger's been in his career. And he had like three straight losing seasons under Sean Payton. I saw Andy Reid have several losing seasons with multiple good quarterbacks. But again, I I go back to Mike McCarthy here. And it's funny because I bring this up um, because after the the Cowboys got mollywopped by the Arizona Cardinals on Monday Night Football, 
Mike McCarthy said this after the game. I felt like our preparation coming into the game was our best this year. Bruh, y'all got destroyed. What was the best? And now it's been coming out from multiple sources that there's plenty of Cowboys players that are saying they don't like the direction the team's going, they think the coaches are unprepared, and that they don't know how to adjust to game plans on the fly. And they're already saying these things because they're seeing very bad signs. And this Cowboys team that was supposed to compete with the Eagles for the number one spot in the NFC East, which I guess they're still doing because the entire NFC East is garbage. But the, this Cowboys team that was supposed to be, they were supposed to be one of the best teams in the, in the NFC and maybe even the league. And they're not even close. They're trash. They're garbage. They can't, the defense can't stop a nosebleed. Uh, and it's not, it's not their fault that Dak Prescott's out. But they went and got a quarterback with experience in Andy Dalton. They went and got a veteran who knows who knows how to play, and he still had Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup. And he and they weren't able to do anything with that. And they got smoked. Mike Tomlin went eight and six without Ben Roethlisberger last year. And with Mason Rudolph and Devlin Hodges. Andy, Andy Dalton has put in much better years than what Mason Rudolph or Devlin Hodges did last year. So when I see the Cowboys falling apart with Mike McCarthy at the helm already, and already his team rebelling against him, I can't remember a single time when any part of the Steelers team rebelled against Mike Tomlin. And I don't mean individual crazy heads like Antonio Brown, who's can't be tamed by anybody or the Garrett Blunt who was just being a crybaby because he didn't get his, his, his carries. I'm talking about like JJ Watt stepping up and saying, yeah, this guy stinks. We got to get him out of here. Or several reports saying we don't believe in the coaching staff here at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like what's going on with Mike McCarthy. I don't recall any of that ever happening with the Steelers. And again, They've had their chances to fold. Last year was there was the perfect chance to see if if that locker room was as weak as people said it was for years, it would have fallen apart at the seams last year. But no, it rallied around each other. It found strengths in ways to to survive. You know, not having a quarterback at a time when it's very important to have a quarterback. They beat the reigning NFC champions. They were very close to beating the eventual NFC champions. They were very close to beating the uh, the eventual number one seed in the AFC. They went. They finished eight and eight. And now, and now after that, they are stronger for it. And now they're five and zero. Oh. And a lot of people were like, "Oh, they're, they're, you know the the." That, that was a horrible year. Mike Tomlin, he stunk because he, he should have done more with that team. And now, look look at where they are. You got a lot of young players who know what it's like to face adversity because they survived that year. And they know what the tone is of the next man up mentality. And they can teach that to the younger players coming into this season. And, oh, look, this season's got a lot of great rookies on it. Chase Claypool's been on fire. Alex Highsmith has been extremely solid filling in out on the edge. Oh, and yeah, Kevin Dotson is crushing people at right guard in place of David DeCastro and Stefan Wisniewski. 
there's a tone that's set in this organization and it's and it's and it's being carried every day and Mike Tomlin is leading that ship and you know, I, know, I remember some people, you know, in the, in the thread because I posted about this on Twitter. I was like, I remember when people were calling for Mike McCarthy to replace Mike Tomlin, and some people were like, well, well what, what happened? What do you mean? What do you mean? Who who was calling for? It? And I said a lot of people. And then I, I, it took me three seconds. I just, I just searched on Twitter, McCarthy and Tom, Tomlin, scrolled down for a second, and boom, there was like articles about it saying if there were like back in 2018, Tim Benz wrote one for the Tribs, you know, citing all the different people that were calling for Mike McCarthy to replace Mike Tomlin. It's been a thing. And he ain't the only one. But Bill O'Brien's on that list. Several people, you know, have called for Mike Tomlin's head over the years and just said the most random names to replace him with. And what's fun, the funniest part is when people don't say any names to replace them with. They're just like, yeah, just somebody, anybody. Let's just pick them off the top of the pile. You want to give up a, a head coach that keeps the team together, even in the worst of times. You want to give that up for a, a rolling of the dice. It's not what the Steelers do. And it's a good thing that they don't do that. And I think it's a huge part of why it's the most successful franchise in the modern era of the NFL. But y'all got me started. And this is but don't get me started here on the DK Steelers podcast. Thanks so much for listening. As always, subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are hosted. Please rate us five stars and give us a positive review. Doing so really helps out the show, gets us up and gets us more no- noticed here. Uh, you know, we got a whole network here. We got the DK Pirates pod. We've got uh, DK's Daily Shot, Noah's No Doubters, and Down Memory Lane. All the great shows we got here. Stay tuned. We got a lot more coming for you on the DK Podcast Network. I'm Chris Carter. Be back in years tomorrow.